The following audio is from the King's Chapel in Clifton, Virginia. For more information about our church or to listen to more sermons from this series, you can visit us online at thekingschapel.org. We don't talk about Joseph much, not much is said about him because he is a, you know, he's kind of a John Wayne figure in the movies or one of these guys that just doesn't seem to be a big talker, but he's a big doer. He is uh, motivated by certain aspects of his character. And my, my desire today at the end of the day is just to encourage the men of our church and, and anywhere that uh, God's holy word is heard that we might be part of changing our world as the Lord Jesus changes us from the inside out. As I've said before, and I am determinedly saying this, unless the men of America change, there's no hope for us. But if we become more Christ-like in all our ways, all things are possible because our beliefs will change our actions, which will change our world. This man... The scripture says, was a just man. And as I elucidate that or make that semi-clear this morning, uh, you'll see why that is an important word. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Now, there's some confusion in this passage, and there, is, there are frightening events that have happened. You can imagine being in a, a close relationship with someone you dearly love, and you find out that some, by some circumstance she is pregnant. And I know we have children here this morning, so you'll have to read between the lines in terms of some of the things I'm going to say. But she had been, it says, betrothed to Joseph, and then she was found to be with child, and then he divorced her. Betrothed doesn't normally fit that particular category. But to the Jewish people, it did. Their system went like this. You got engaged. That means not what you think it means. It wasn't uh, some two individuals hungrily searching for one another in some darkened uh, restaurant somewhere. No, no, it wasn't like that at all. In fact, you could be engaged in childhood. Engagement was uh, a thing where either your parents or a matchmaker, a professional, would come together, get their heads together, and scheme and dream about who you might be wed to. They did not want to take any chance that human desire or a lack of self-control would uh, drive this uh, amazing contract that was going to be made between a man and a woman. Quite a different thing, engagement. And it was often made without the couple involved ever having seen each other. Uh, Sometimes they were just children when these uh, determinations were made. Marriage was held, as William Barclay says, far too serious a step to be left to the dictates of human passion in the human heart. Isn't that a deep position, an interesting position to take? Well, after engagement, there was something called betrothal. It lasted for about a year, and during the betrothal, it's, uh, uh, the, the betrothal is kind of a legal term to say that this 
contract between, between two people was being ratified. Although they would have a, a, a year together and they were called husband and wife during the time of betrothal, they could only separate without a, a, an enormous amount of pain during the engagement period. During the betrothal, the only way to separate the marriage, the only way to break it apart in a certain sense was through a, a legal divorce. This is what the law demanded, this is what the scribes wanted, this is the way it was going to go down. So that's why the complexity of what is being said here. There was the engagement, then there was the betrothal, and the only way this whole system could be broken up was during the engagement. The girl could say, I, I don't like the guy, I don't want this, I don't want it to happen. Ah, during engagement, okay. During betrothal, forget about it. The deal was made unless, unless you were legally divorced during that one year of time between engagement and marriage proper. They were known during this time as man and wife during the betrothal period. And a girl uh, whose fiance had died in war or something during this particular period of time, after that happened, she was called a virgin who was a widow. A virgin who, there was this kind of um, uh, approach to this, really determining how serious this relationship was. It was at this stage, at the stage of betrothal, that Mary and Joseph were together. No way to be uh, separated except through divorce. The third stage was marriage proper. And at this stage, it is told to Joseph, I guess she broke it to him, I'm not sure who did, that she was pregnant. And we know the backstory. The Holy Spirit had come upon her. And the child that was planted in her was from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He was to rule the nations with his justice and his goodness and his light. So at this stage, something happens. Joseph is told that this child is from the Holy Spirit of the living God. And this just man was unwilling to put her to shame. There's, there's one point. Attendant to what has happened to this man was not only something miraculous by our view, but not necessarily by his view until there was a heavenly communication, until an angel spoke to him in a dream. But what kind of man does God come and touch for the very birth of his son? What is he like? And this is what the, the whole sermon is about. He was a just man, and this portion, and not willing to put Mary to shame. He resolved to divorce her quietly. This was a man of character, of decency, protective, loving, willing to go against the whole culture before he even knew the divine nature of the transaction that had brought this child into the world. You know, uh, the, the film and the show uh, about getting married, it's such a wonderful thing uh, that uh, basically the, some of the best parts in a movie were made out of it. There were three girls in Fiddler on the Roof talking about getting married and being in this position. This was no... No, uh, it was an amazing thing to be married in these kind of circumstances in the, and in the Jewish si system. 
And they sing a song, as you'll remember, the girls are talking, and, and one of them says, well, somebody has to arrange the matches. Young people can't decide these things themselves. And the Shava says, she might bring someone wonderful, someone interesting, one of the girls says, Shava, and well-off and important. And then a song transcribed, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, find me a find, catch me a catch. Matchmaker, matchmaker, look through your book and make me a perfect match. Do you remember that? Is that strike a match? Listen to this. A matchmaker, matchmaker, I'll bring the veil. You bring the groom, slender and pale. Bring me a ring, for I'm longing to see, to be the envy of all I see. For Papa, make him a scholar. For Mama, make him rich as a king. For me, well, I wouldn't holler if he were as handsome as anything. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch, night after night, in the dark, I'm alone, so find me a match of my own. This couple is to be wed, and she's pregnant. And the dreams these girls espouse in their song is so beautiful and wonderful. Even the methodology is so precise, contractual, yes, but filled with love and determination and wisdom I believe, and yet with this couple, something has happened, and Joseph is concerned that she has gone out of bounds and become pregnant. But it says in verse 20, but as he considered these things, here's another aspect of his character. He is not only a just man and unwilling to put this girl to shame. It would have been so easy to spread her name throughout every aspect of Israel for what she had done in his, perhaps, perspective. But he was unwilling to put her to shame. And it says he considered these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Uh, There's a perspective that a man has to have, first of all, to love the people in your life, especially those closest to you to be desirous of being a just man, not a man of questionable character, not a man of shallow and sometimes darkened determinations, but a man of God whose very life flows out through you. This is not a a lesser thing, it is a greater thing. Whether the whole brigade of Marines hates you for your holy stand on certain issues, be just in your applications, and fear not, for behold, this day in the city of David, he is bringing forth something in this woman that you are marrying. And it is a stunning revelation, and I have chosen you. Do you know, gentlemen, that God has chosen you for a holy purpose, to be just and holy and good and loving and protective and delicate with a woman that God brings to you? I uh, uh, recently had a little bout with a health issue, and the thing that was most important to me was that lady sitting there. Almost everything else in this life paled into insignificance in the moment you think you might be dying. That's how precious these are relationships. This is how seriously we should take becoming engaged and betrothed and and being married. 
This is how long-term and strong we have to be for the battle because there are gender differences in males and females. There are all kinds of things. There are stresses that can come on. There are economic difficulties. You name it, it's their sexual difficulties, whatever it is. That's why we must be just and we must love and we must care and we must honor our vows. An angel appears to this just man to say, Fear not to take Mary for your wife, for that which is conceived in her, this is God's plan, is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save. Jesus means salvation. Joshua, Yeshua, it means wholeness and salvation to a world. What's wrong with this world? It's not Republicans and Democrats. It's a lack of Jesus. He changes people for good and forever. He creates just men unwilling to put people to shame, who live in the very spirit of the living God if they so desire. You cannot live life in your own strength. You cannot. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, this was in fulfillment of prophecy. It said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph had stepped into the flow of Holy Spirit history. He was the man chosen. Why? Because he was just, because he refused to fear, and because he would not put shame on his beloved. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife and knew her not, had no physical relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. He took full ownership of the whole situation. His dilemma had been a miraculous pregnancy, the solution, a God-given man with a God-given dream. There was a song that said, gonna build a mountain from a little hope, gonna build that mountain up a mountain slope, you know how it goes. Gonna build a mountain, gonna build it high. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, I only know I'm gonna try. Gentlemen, that's your call. That is what you need to be empowered to do, to build something by faith in your family. You're called to be a world changer, and you are joined to one other person who is a helpmeet fit for you, made for this purpose. And we must honor our wives and deal with them, not shamefully, but in holiness and godliness. His need in this time, it was to be released from anxiety. God knows our every need. He sends an angel who gives a message. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And the whole world is going to be changed because of this thing. And he had a prophetic uh, pointing. The name Emmanuel was to be the, the name of the, the child, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from sleep. He did as the angel commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, I'm going to conclude at this point. There's much to say, but the, the last note I want to make, we have a young couple here, matchmaker. The matchmaker has made a match, hasn't he? Found Joseph a fine, caught him a catch, caught her a catch. A just man, unwilling to put her to shame, unwilling to hurt his beloved. Is that what you want to do with your marriage and in your life? I have a lot of problems. I was a lost, lost man. 
But Jesus came in and day by day, he changed me. He made me over. He did the work I did not. And the need of the hour in the heart of men and women is to say, I cannot live this life in my own strength, but he can. I am telling you, your problem is not you. It is this relationship needs to be whole and strong and vital because it is his power that comes upon you. It is his word through his angelic visitation or his Holy Spirit's speech, that still small voice that comes from the very throne of God to lead you and guide you in the wonderful beauty and sanctity, the holiness of matrimony. Let's bow our heads to pray. Lord Joseph was a just man, but he was just a man which gives us hope. We're just men. We're just women. We are weak in ourselves. But you have stated, and we have sung, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Lord, on this Christmas Day 2022, let us remember this moment as we say to the Lord this prayer or some idea like it, Oh, Lord, come upon me in such a way that I am renewed and changed. Speak to me in that still, small voice. Continue to build a mountain. Build it high. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but with your strength, by your power, I'm going to try. The Lord bless you and keep you and let his face shine upon you and fill you with his spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.